There are no abominable snowmen. There are no Sasquatches. There are no big feet. <laughs> Am I missing something? <laughs> Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent Paul Caputo, broadcasting live, as always, from the Helmet Sunday Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. Today, we are going to be talking about the Spearfish Sasquatch. This is such a fun team, such a fun team name, a fun brand, great ice cream helmets. We'll talk a little bit about the ice cream helmets that that the Sasquatch do. Later on in this episode, I'll be joined by Jeremiah Byron of the Bigfoot Society podcast. We'll be talking about the use of cryptids and cryptozoology and specifically Bigfoot and Sasquatch in minor league baseball. And also, we'll be debuting a new segment on this podcast in which designer Dan Simon will bring a trivia question relevant to the subject matter at hand for each episode. So at the end of every episode, we're going to have Dan Simon asking me a trivia question. We'll debut what we're calling Studio Simon Stumpers at the end of this episode. I'm very happy to be joined right now by Eric Schmidt, who is the owner and general manager of the Spearfish Sasquatch. Eric, how are you doing? Thanks for being here. Good, good. Uh, thanks for having me, Paul. I'm excited. Well, me too, because this is this is a brand that I really enjoyed uh, following and is you know certainly a fun one to talk about. I'll, I'll ask this question. I, you know, you have teams like, uh, I don't know, you had the Savannah Sand Nats. The Harrisburg Senators did like a, they did an alternate logo. They did a hat for like the mayflies that swarm around, you know, and sort of, so like these sort of nuisances that exist in their communities. Can I assume that Sasquatch are kind of a nuisance in Spearfish, South Dakota, and that's how come you guys named your team that? Yeah, I mean, definitely you could say in the summer when the team's here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, honestly, it's not one of the local lores um, uh, in the Black Hills here. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a wooded area with, you know, a little bit of mountains. And uh, it's just kind of one of those alliteration things that came together and sounded good, looked cool, and we knew it was marketable. Well, that that circumvents my question. I was going to say, I know that Spearfish has a population of about 12,000. I was going to ask how many of those 12,000 were Sasquatch, but it sounds like maybe none. I don't know, but well, we can't confirm one way or the other, I guess. Yeah, there are definitely some some guys walking around that kind of would fit that uh, that look, I think. <laughs> undercover Sasquatch. Now, now we've got an alternate team name idea, the Undercover Sasquatch. So can you tell me, I mean, you, know, you sort of explained the reasoning behind it there, but can you tell me what the process was and coming up with this uh, with this nickname for, for a baseball team? Yeah, well, I, I can't take any credit for it, actually. Um, there was a, a couple out of Rapid City, South Dakota, that started this team. Mm-hmm. And they were brainstorming on a drive home from Denver, actually. And kind of just this was the one that stuck um, on, on what to name their team. And uh, I think it's brilliant. I, I, I was thrilled um, when they announced the team here at Spearfish as a Spearfish local. Um, I was very excited about it. And then uh, they hired me as their GM fairly quickly in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the team name was already selected. And then, uh, you know, when they decided to step away and we, we took it over and bought the team, um, there, there's not a team name I'd rather have. Uh, I, would, I would never dream of changing this. 
So you say you're a, you're a local there when they announced the team. The, the team was originally in the, the Expedition League uh, from 2018 to 2021 and then switched over to the new Independence League along with uh, a handful of other teams from that league. Uh-huh. When when the team debuted in, in 2018, when that when the announcement was made in 2017, I guess that in October of 2017 that they were going to be the Sasquatch. What was the what was the reaction in the in the local community? Well, I think uh, everybody is trying to figure out what it was because in Spearfish, we've never had anything at this level. So mm-hmm. it was a huge education process. If you weren't a baseball fan, if you were a baseball fan, you could quickly grab hold of the concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew it was happening, but a lot of people in Spearfish, it, it truly was an education process on explaining exactly what level we are, what we're going to bring day in and day out and, and that kind of thing. One of the things that's interesting to me, and, and maybe it's because at the time of this recording, it's like minus 11 degrees outside here in Colorado. And it's not that far. I think it's about a six hour drive from where I am in Fort Collins to where you are in Spearfish up there in the Black Hills. Mm-hmm. The The color palette of the logo is very cool, right? Like it's black and it's like this cyan blue and sort of a, a, a cool gray. There's warm grays and cool grays. This is definitely a, a cool gray. What was the thinking in not having any, uh, you know, and in, in, to, to get sort of nerdy about color theory, right? Like warm colors advance, cool colors recede. And so the warm colors really pop out at you and the cool colors are meant to sort of recede a little bit. But this logo, because it's a pretty bold design and the Sasquatch face is, is really aggressive and it's big, bold type. Like what was the what was the thinking, do you think, or and how are you using it, you know, currently the the sort of cool colors and this sort of cool, you know, blue, black brand that you have? Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of opposite of what a Sasquatch would be, right? Hiding mm-hmm. in the background. We we really wanted to push things out to the forefront and really highlight the logo, the name, and not not let it be in the background because we really feel this is such a marketable thing. The Sasquatch name, Bigfoot, it's super viral right now, and mm-hmm. it has been for a few years. And we, because of that, we know we could ship and sell hats and t-shirts and stickers all across the country regardless of whether they know we're a baseball team or not they just love the name love the logos and they want the hat and so this is a it's a collegiate summer level team does having a sort of cool fun logo like this help you attract players like is that part of the decision making process for them you know that's that's a good question i'll have to kind of do a straw poll with that uh i'm not sure um i think it doesn't hurt, right? I, I think having a cool name and cool jerseys and stuff like that, like guys want to wear that kind of thing rather than, um, you know, something that they they feel is dull and boring or just not a cool name. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're here to get better. They're here to, you know, grow as a player and a person and go back to school stronger than they were in the, in the beginning of the summer when they got here. The logo set itself. Uh, you you know you have some really fun you have some fun logos here. There's obviously the 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 full logo the full primary logo has a, a baseball bat. It's got the screaming Sasquatch head or you know growling or you know yeah. he's got his got his mouth open got his fangs bared. But then there's a couple of alternate brands. You've got one where you've got the you know sort of it's just the fingers with the claws on the end tearing up a baseball, and then you've got the crossed bats with the literal footprint. And then you're coming up on your fifth season. And so there's a five seasons logo. And also, I, this is one I haven't seen before, the one that you're actually wearing on your cap right now, which is it looks like a 
a sort of uh, it's emulating the Major League Baseball logo, but it's got a, a Sasquatch instead of the Major League Baseball player in the, within the logo. So that's a fun one. Is that is that new or has that been around? Yeah, yeah. Both the five seasons logo and the one on my ball cap. Um, yeah, are are new to this year. We, we just developed those this offseason. Okay, breaking news here on the Baseball by Design podcast. That's fun. And this is all to say that there's a lot of effort with all, you know, with various versions of the brand, with, you know, the the merchandise that you're producing. I mean, you know, I mentioned the ice cream helmets. I have, I think, like three different versions of Spearfish Sasquatch ice cream helmets. There are affiliated minor league teams that don't do ice cream helmets. And that just, to me, is sort of a hallmark of whether a team kind of cares about getting its brand out there. So obviously, you know, you all care about this brand. You care about marketing the team. Clearly, it's something that you want to do outside of the 12,000 people who live in, in Spearfish. So where where did that sort of come from for a collegiate summer level team to decide branding is going to be important to us and marketing the team to a larger audience outside of Spearfish is going to be important to us? Well, we we knew that, you know, we couldn't survive on the support of our community only, right? So we really need to do a good job of marketing and branding to bring in the entire Black Hills region to come to games um, and then really, you know, branch out to the entire nation when it comes to our brand and our logos. And and part of that is just slapping it on everything and, and making sure that, you know, we're paying attention to the small details instead of just serving ice cream in a styrofoam cup um, and that kind of thing, which you could do and nobody would blink an eye at, but it's just those extra touches that, that go a long way. Um, and I think it just reinforces the brand and uh, I'm, a, I'm a big, uh, branding guy and I want to be, have our brand in front of everybody as much as possible. Um, I'm a walking, talking billboard. I wear Sasquatch stuff every day. My wife gets on me you're all the time. Like, are you going to wear that today? I'm like, well, I'll change before we go out to dinner or whatever. Uh, but, um, our car is completely wrapped my personal car, um, and, and Sasquatch wrap. So it's, it branding when you're, when you're a two and a half month season to be relevant year round, you better be present year round. Right. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that that's a big part of it for us. Sure. Absolutely. You all have done some fun stuff on social media as well. I I actually participated in something you did a little while ago where you just put out a call for people to send you baseball cards that you could then hand out at games. And I know that there were a lot of people on Twitter who who said, oh, yeah, we're sending something too. And then you guys sent like a, a nice like little thank you package. I think, in fact, you sent me a helmet Sunday as, a, as part of a thank you for that because I had a, you know, I had a bunch of baseball cards that I just, you know, just they were already in a box. I just taped it up and sent it to you guys. How how successful was that program of soliciting baseball cards? And were you able to give them all away to kids? Do you think you created any new baseball card collectors out there by with, with this program? Well, that, that was certainly the hope of it, yeah. um, was one to either get a kid excited about it or to reignite, you know, that dad that used to collect like get him back into it. Like that yeah. was the whole premise be behind that, uh, that promotion. And we certainly got a lot of cards sent to us uh, more than I, I would ever dreamed of. Um, but we gave them all away. You know, it, it was really fun. Like there was some kids that were really jacked about it, but there was a lot of adults that were super interested too. So it was really fun. Um, we actually had a regional sports network on the East coast cover it. Oh, cool. And it, it was in like, 
millions and millions of homes. Um, Bally Sports sent out a camera crew and, and covered the whole event. Um, and so that was cool and exciting. And that's not why we do it, but it's like people are paying attention to mm-hmm. what we're doing in our small little town. And it's it's really neat to see. And I really have to thank the the powers of Twitter for that because that's where that all started. Yeah. Uh, and it, it it really took off on a, on a mind of its own from one little tweet. Well, I hope that the uh, the the 1989 Von Hayes card that I was really agonizing over whether this one goes in the box or not, you know, whether I hope that one found a good home that that uh, new card collectors out there really appreciating it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm certain it did. <laughs> well, if you could follow up on that and let me know, I would appreciate that. Actually, uh, just uh, you know, just check with the fans as they come back next season uh, on on who has that 1989 Von Hayes. Got it. <laughs> All right. Well, so the obviously, you know, the you've got the 2023 season coming up. You're calling it the the fifth anniversary. I know it's it's weird for teams that started when you all did because you skipped the 2020 season. So you started playing in 2018, then 2019, and then 2021. So how how are you calculating the fifth anniversary? Yeah. So we we view it as it's our fifth season on the field. Yeah. Um. So we played in 18, 19, took 20 off, played in 21, 22, meaning 23 would be year five that we actually compete. Who do you think would win a fight, your Sasquatch or the Eugene Emeralds Sasquatch? Um. Uh, I I think Samson could take him. I think he's got he's got the all the metrics, the reach and the weight and uh, just the overall size. I I think uh, Samson could take him down. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was clearly a decision to go like fierce Sasquatch, right? Like he's not cartoony in any way. And it's like you think about like kid friendly and whatnot. Like it's not that, right? Like it's a serious sort of fierce looking Sasquatch. What do you think about that decision to to do something more sort of serious and menacing rather than sort of cartoony and kid friendly, which seems to be the, the trend in minor league baseball? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we wanted something that's somewhat intimidating. Um but at the same time, we knew we could have a lot of fun with it, like in how we approach things. So like just because the logo wasn't fun or or kid like doesn't mean we couldn't gear towards kids and mm-hmm. families, because that's what we do um, mm-hmm. is gear gear towards those families and, with young children. And um, it, it's pretty rare for a logo to scare a kid where mm-hmm. our mascot sometimes, you know, depending on the the child could uh be intimidated uh, by samson but uh yeah. it's it's something i i think was more of an intimidation and we wanted to be taken seriously yeah. and not as something that's kind of a joke all right last thing and then i'm gonna get get you out of here the you know spearfish is right on the edge of the black hills national forest not far from custer state park crazy horse is near there deadwood is near there uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's sort of happening in and around that part of the the state, that part of the country, a pretty distinctive part of the country too. That you know, people it's it's hard to get to. I think for a lot of people, especially on the coasts and whatnot, are there things about the the state or that part of the state that you think uh, you know might be something that you would celebrate like in an alternate logo or if you were ever to change logos? I'm not suggesting that you would, but like, what are the things about that part of the country that that a, that a baseball team might celebrate either with a promotional night or an alternate identity or someday a, a new brand. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of stuff we could do here. Um, you know, there's a big gold rush here in Deadwood. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Devil's Tower an hour away. We have Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse an hour away. Um, 
and just the Black Hills in general is such a special place and unique place. It's like this little island on the prairie, we like to call it, that pops up out of nowhere. Um, and we're close to, semi-close to Yellowstone, and that's a big mm-hmm. thing right now with the TV show. Kevin Costner has a lot of ties here Sure. Um, to Deadwood. He's done a lot with Dances with Wolves, that yeah. kind of thing. So there's a lot of rich history around around spearfish in the Black Hills, and we definitely um, have plans in the future to incorporate that in one-off nights or or maybe even an entire season sometime. Well, thanks for for joining me at the time of this recording right before the holidays. Uh, it's uh, fun to talk about this brand. It's a really fun brand. Where can people – are you on – well, obviously, you're on social media. We talked about that. Where can people find you on Twitter? Well, if you just search Spearfish Sasquatch, you'll find us. Uh, it's a unique name. Um, same with Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on all those. Awesome. Eric, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been fun to talk about this brand. Good luck in 2023. And I got to make it up there to actually have some ice cream in in a helmet at a Sasquatch game. It's not that far to drive. So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to do my best to get there in 2023. Yeah, definitely come up. Uh, and we don't just serve normal ice cream. We have a uh, local local flavor stuff that's uh, unique to us. And uh, we're happy to have them as a partner. Leon's Creamery. Check them out. That is the cherry on top of that Sunday right there for absolute sure. So Eric, thank you so much. This has been fun. Thanks, Paul. All right, everyone, welcome back. I am very happy to be joined right now by an expert on the subject at hand. I'm speaking with Jeremiah Byron, who is the host of the Bigfoot Society podcast. Jeremiah, thank you for being here. Hey, Paul, thanks for having me on. How's it going, man? I am psyched, man. I am I am <laughs> fired up to be having this conversation right now. I'm doing real well. If you would, just tell me a little bit about what you talk about on the Bigfoot Society podcast. Yeah, definitely. So uh, back in early 2019, I started a podcast uh, where I wanted to talk to people about cryptozoology subjects. Uh, Of course, most of my interviews do have to do with Bigfoot. So I talk to a lot of researchers, authors, uh, artists. I also do talk to some, you know, one-off, like I talked to a guy about giants, ancient giants of North America, talk about some UFO stuff. So I kind of sprinkle, you know, off off-topic stuff. There was usually Bigfoot in uh, encrypted-related um, uh, interviews that I do. So. Sure. So we're talking about the the team that we're discussing on this episode is the Spearfish Sasquatch. Yeah. You use the term Bigfoot in, in your podcast. There are obviously other terms out there. Are these terms interchangeable, or are we talking about uh, different creatures? You know, that, that's, that is a good question. The way I look at it is that, you know, these are these are inter- interchangeable terms um some some cultures may refer to the uh creature more uh by one word than the other and uh the first time that the word bigfoot was actually um found in print was uh in 1958 when there was a uh, sighting in uh, california by jerry crew they found some huge oil drums uh thrown all over the place out in the woods and many tracks, things like that. And so the uh, newspaper journalist was the first to coin uh, the term uh, Bigfoot. It was the first time it was in print. Um, 
Andrew Gonzalez. So, um, yeah, 1958. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty much interchangeable, though, to answer your okay. question. So, What are some of the other ones? There's Bigfoot. There's Sasquatch. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Paul. Yeah, um, <laughs> because – so the thing about Bigfoot is that it's seen in all the states except for Hawaii, right? And everyone has their interesting little regional ones. So, I mean, in Ohio, you've got – uh, the grass man you've got uh, in Southern Illinois, you've got the big muddy monster. Um, you've got uh, uh, Skookum out in the Pacific Northwest sometimes. Uh, man, it, it just, it goes all over the place. There's so many, so many different uh, wild man, um, just so many different terms. Yeah. So what are the, the consistent threads when you're talking about the actual, we'll, we'll, we'll use Bigfoot. I, I don't know. I'll probably use yeah. Bigfoot. I'll probably use Sasquatch. But yeah. when you're talking about, you know, they've, uh, you know, there's been, you know, sightings reported in 49 of the 50 United States. Mm-hmm. What are the, what are the consistent threads that you have found of the, of the descriptions? Sure. So usually uh, we're looking at, and there's outliers of course, but you're looking at a, really large, uh, hairy creature, oftentimes uh, described having reddish-brown hair, although in some parts of the U.S., such as Alabama, there's the Alabama white thang. Uh, there's also a Bigfoot that was seen in the northeast corner of Pennsylvania and Scranton area, okay. uh, where it was a white Bigfoot. But usually you're looking at a darker creature, reddish-brown, um, usually about mm, seven to nine... Seven to nine feet tall is where they start to come in. Although some, you know, some people think that Patty was more, you know, six and a half foot to seven foot by recreations that were done by people like John Green a few years after 67. They took some uh, people out there to try to figure out how tall Patty was. Um, There's also, uh, you know, you're seeing um, not really much of a neck, a, a really like the dome shaped head. Um, a very pronounced uh, a brow ridge, um, a, a very flat uh, nose, almost like an ape's nose, if you could imagine that. Uh, the the, uh, the arms um, go down past the knees. So the arms are, you know, imagine a guy in a suit would not be able to replicate these arms, how far they're going down. I mean, they're much longer uh than a human's arms would go. Um, and of course, uh, a very hairy creature. Yeah. Sure. Um, those are the main things that that come to mind when I'm thinking about the description of the creature that is, um, you know, uh, when it goes from sighting to sighting. There's also other uh, similarities that are seen, you know, uh, uh, people will hear wood knocks, people will hear a sort of uh, howling, uh, howl, uh, you may have heard the Ohio howl that was on uh, the show Finding Bigfoot, uh, captured by Matt Moneymaker back in the mid '90s. Um, people will have uh, rocks thrown at them, uh, smaller, sometimes even pine cones. Uh, some people will even have them uh, leave gifts for them, and that's the whole community is not on board with that one, but they'll leave gifts and there'll be a gifting situation where they'll exchange things back and forth. Sometimes there's even campers that'll be out in uh, tents and the Bigfoot will mess with the tents. There's been people that have been messed with while they're inside the tent at night, uh, the zippers, things like that. Sure. 
I want to I want to share a screen in case you hadn't seen this yet. This is the uh, yes. This is the mascot that we're talking about here for the the Spearfish Sasquatch. Pretty menacing looking character. Like I said, we're talking about Spearfish South Dakota here. Mm -hmm. There is a team called the Eugene Emeralds in Oh Oregon, yeah. And they've got a Sasquatch totally. logo as, as well here. Okay. So you've got two minor league baseball teams uh, uh, -oh. uh who have the right. Well, I guess that's the question too is if you're looking at these here, which one which one wins a fight? Is one of them sort of, I mean, obviously the Emeralds have a little more sort of cartoony logo about them, but the, uh, in the Sasquatch have a more sort of serious approach to it. Does one of them strike you as being more consistent with, you know, the descriptions that, uh, that come from the community? So I'm going to, I'm going to just love having, uh, the, the, uh, state of Oregon all up in arms against <laughs> me. So be good guys. But I, yeah, I'm going to state the obvious that, the Eugene Emeralds, it's more of a cartoony feature, right? Like that, it's a great, a great uh, cartoon Bigfoot Sasquatch. But if you go back to the Spearfish Sasquatch, I mean, looking at that face, like I've seen a lot of like artist recreations and there's guys out there that'll listen to witness reports and they'll sketch what they've seen. Like they're actually forensic artists. And um, this actually comes pretty close to what I've seen a lot on uh, different reports when there's a, uh, a, you know, witness uh, report sketch. So, I mean, hats off to Spearfish. Like, uh, they hit it pretty close. They did a better job on it. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it's it's interesting because uh, there are some. You know, if you think about it, there are some some other minor league baseball teams that are founded in cryptozoology. Not too long ago, I did an episode on the Grand Junction Jackalopes. That's a new team that's oh that's yeah, coming. cool. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Vermont Lake Monsters are are obviously named for Lake Champlain's uh, yeah, champ. champ. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Even, you know, there was the Las Vegas 51s. I don't know if that counts as cryptozoology if you're talking about. Well, uh, that's a whole different. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> all right. All right. I don't, um, don't want to take it to, down the, down I'll, the bad I'll, I'll say personally, I don't think so. But some people are like throw everything in there. So that's whatever. Sure. It's, there's no rules, right? So. You mentioned, you know, whether there was sort of consensus within the community around certain things. Is there, is there any right. consensus uh, within the community about whether it's appropriate to, you know, are, are 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 these teams like making light of the the whole notion of Bigfoot or Sasquatch, or is it okay to to have a, a Sasquatch as a mascot for a baseball that's, team? That's that's a really good question. Um, so I will answer uh, Bigfoot. No one really gets up in arms about. There are other cryptids. Uh, such as Wendigo, where there are parts of the community, the cryptozoology community, where it's like, hey, uh, we need to be careful how we uh, approach and handle these stories because they're very closely tied to uh, Native American tradition and culture. Hmm. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. But for some reason, Bigfoot is like, you can put it on anything and it has just exploded. <laughs> and like, you go out to Oregon and you can get like, Bigfoot donuts and Bigfoot socks. And I mean, I guess even in Iowa, you, you know, I've been all over the place. You can find Bigfoot anywhere now. So it's, it's really a different world that we live in as opposed to pre finding uh Bigfoot, you know, uh, 10, 15 years ago, people were not talking about their encounters because they were going to make, get made fun of. Now it's the cool thing to do. You know, mm. if you've had a Bigfoot encounter, you know, you're, you're the cool dude. So. Well, I was going to ask you on a on a personal level, what got you into sharing those stories through a podcast? Yeah, so um, so I grew up uh, watching stuff like In Search of with Leonard Nimoy with my father, 
then when high school, I kind of got away from it. Then when I was in the mid twenties, uh, I started working with a bunch of guys that were into weird stuff. And we started just talking about, you know, cryptids and Bigfoot. We got involved the cryptid festival close to us in Iowa. And then I got involved with some uh, cryptid documentary that was filming. My buddy had me be the guy off camera that was asking questions to these guys that were being interviewed and uh, found I had a love for interviewing people, coupled that with my love for cryptids and weird stuff and Bigfoot. And so I was like, man, I can just start my own podcast. You don't have to ask for permission. And it kind of just snowballed into like, I've been able to talk to people that I uh, would never have thought that I would ever be able to talk to about Bigfoot and stuff. So I'm guessing you've heard some fascinating stories too. There's some wild, wild stories out there, Paul. <laughs> some big time weird stories. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Tying this back to uh, the to the subject matter of baseball by design here, we talked about the logos a little bit. Mm. What do you think of the the notion of, you know, what are the qualities of Bigfoot or Sasquatch that would make him a good baseball player? It's funny. <laughs> well, uh, he's got he, I mean, he's got tremendous upper body strength. So, I mean, he could take that baseball and just truck it further than you've ever seen it. Uh, he, he's already taken uh, sticks and hitting them against um, the size of trees. And to to be honest, Bigfooters usually use baseball bats to do wood knocks in the woods. So who's to say Sasquatch couldn't take a baseball bat? And pretend he's doing a wood knock, but uh, he hits that baseball. Um, he's going to be a, a powerhouse when he's um, standing at first base. I mean, no one's going to get through Sasquatch. So you're going to try to steal first base and you're just going to get your arm ripped off. All right. So I do want to show you uh, one more since we're thinking about Sasquatch okay. in, a, in a baseball context. This is Strike, the mascot Ooh. of the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. So not the blue guy here. So we can enter him into the lexicon of this whole conversation of the the, the spearfish Sasquatch, the Eugene Emeralds, okay. and now Spike, the mascot from the, the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. That's very interesting because there's a ton of reports that come out of that area. You have the Wachita Mountains uh, crossover from Northwest Arkansas into Oklahoma, and some of the most intense Bigfoot research is actually going on in that uh, mountain range in a specific area. Uh, so that's that's interesting you brought that up. All right. So, uh, you know, obviously I talked about the Vermont Lake Monsters. We, you know, we talked about some of the other cryptids out there that are represented in, in minor league baseball. Are there any that we haven't talked about that, you know, could be great baseball mascots that uh, that, that you don't see represented? Oh, absolutely. Um, so... I live in central Iowa and my favorite cryptid here besides Bigfoot, well, I, my absolute favorite cryptid regionally is the Van Meter Visitor, uh, which is a, a winged cryptid with a horn on its head uh, that shoots out light. And I think that would make a fantastic uh, regional Iowa baseball team mascot if someone wants to go ahead and jump on that and make a Van Meter Visitor team. Uh, I'm surprised the team hasn't 
the town fan meter hasn't jumped on that but that's another story so the van i mean it's just built into the name the van uh, meter visitor it's it's oh, uh, that's true it could get a little confusing but they'll get perfect. they'll get around it <laughs> oh man jeremiah this has been a ton of fun i really appreciate you coming on and talking about this uh you know it's such a it really is a fascinating subject and it's you know great uh you know i love i love learning you know about you know these stories that are out there and the and the uh just the whole field of cryptozoology, I think, is is well represented in minor league baseball. And so there's a lot Absolutely. of interesting crossover there. Where can people find you and your podcast on social media? You got it. Uh, you can go to BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. Uh, you can search for Bigfoot Society on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, also, if you've got a Bigfoot encounter or anything weird that's happened to you, please feel free to send me an email at BigfootSociety at gmail.com. Uh, and I would love to hear your story and uh, communicate back and forth with you. So thank you for having me on, Paul. Jeremiah, thank you so much. I hope people do reach out to you. I want to know that there are some Baseball by Design listeners out there who have stories that they want to share with you on Absolutely. your podcast. So Jeremiah, thank you so much. You got it. All right, everyone, welcome back. I'm very excited right now for a brand new segment that Dan Simon of Studio Simon suggested that we do. And so we're going to try this out. This is going to be the first installment of, uh, I think, Dan, what are we calling this? This is trivia questions that you are are bringing that are related to the subject matter of each podcast. And and at the end of, of most of the podcasts that I, uh, of the episodes of Baseball by Design that I'm doing, we're going to do, we're going to do a, a trivia question that you're going to bring to me. We were talking about uh, you know, did, whether we had a name for it or not. So I don't know if we've come up with a name. I was thinking, and you can tell me what you think of this. I was thinking Studio Simon Stumpers. You've uh, you've got my vote. I've been so busy writing and researching the uh, the trivia questions for for your upcoming episodes. So um, I did not put my thinking cap on when it came to a name. Um, you're a clever guy, a writer yourself, and you just. Uh, you right off the cuff, you just came up with a, a great name for it. So Studio Simon Stumpers, it is. Studio Simon Stumpers. And so this is, <laughs> you know, normally you're a guest on the podcast when, you know, I'm talking about a uh, a brand that you've created. So there will be times now where, you know, if we're, if we're doing an episode on one of your brands, we'll have, you know, the segment where you're talking about the brand itself. But then you'll also have a, a trivia question. This is an instance. I mean, the Spearfish Sasquatch. You didn't create this brand, but you have trivia for me about it. And so we're gonna. This is we're gonna try this out. We're gonna see how this works. I'm guessing that you know listeners of the podcast are gonna enjoy it because you have been a a prolific guest out there in the podcast world. You were very recently a guest on Anna Di Tommaso's Baseball Bucket List, which you and I share as one of our favorite podcasts uh, that we listen to. And at the very end of that podcast episode. You unveiled to her that you had created a new brand for her baseball bucket list, which is, you know, it has been hugely well received. The Kirby Bucket character that you came up with was really well received. I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit I was a little bit I was a little bit, uh, you know, jealous that, uh, you know, that my you know, that my status as the only Dan Simon designed podcast logo out there had been uh, circumvented. But it was very generous and kind of you to do that. And it's a, a it's a terrific logo. And I've already pre-ordered my T-shirt from Anna. Well, I, you know what, I am, uh, I'm very flattered by those very kind words. Thank you very much. Uh, it was fun, you know. I've anthropomorphized. It seems like virtually everything under the sun, and interestingly, not the sun itself yet. I, there are some <laughs> sun 
some sun logos the hagerstown suns and yeah jacksonville uh, that's right um but um that's what i haven't done i've done other things along those lines like i've done i've anthropomorphized a cloud and a lightning bolt for the for the trenton thunder so uh -huh. those uh -huh. are up in the sky as well but not as high up i guess so uh what about any cryptids? What about any uh, mythological creatures? Uh, you know, we've been talking about uh, Bigfoot and Sasquatch in this episode. I've got a list in a file drawer right next to where I'm sitting of all the identities I've done broken up into categories, like yeah. fish and birds and uh, bovines and whatever. And there is a miscellaneous category, but it's going to hold things for me to dig that out right now and look through <laughs> it. There, there very well might be some type of mythological character in there, but off the top of my head, I, I can't remember. Okay. But, um, you know, speaking of Sasquatch, let's get right to the question. All right, here we are. The very first Studio Simon Stumper. <laughs> okay, here we go. Before there were the Spearfish Sasquatch and the Eugene Emeralds, another team with, uh, uh, with, a, um, with a Sasquatch in their branding, what team had the first professional brand identity that centered on a Sasquatch-like creature, in this case, one whose home was in wine country? Was it A, the St. Catharines Stompers, B, the Sonoma County Crushers, or C, the Napa Valley Bigfoots? Would you like me to repeat the three choices? Yeah, let's hear the, let's hear the three choices again here. Okay. A is St. Catherine Stompers. Stompers, B, not Stumpers. Right. <laughs> okay. This question is the Stumper. One of your potential <laughs> answers are the Stompers. St. Catherine Stompers. Yeah. B, the Sonoma County Crushers. And C, the Napa Valley Bigfoots. So all three of these, I mean, you can see how they would relate. So I don't know the answer to this question. So I'm going to try to suss it out here to see if uh, if I can if I can do this. The the Bigfoots is a little on the nose. The Crushers feels to me like a, you know, like we're crushing grapes here. And the Stompers could also be, you know, so all three of them could have something to do with feet crushing grapes to create wine. I think Bigfoots is too on the nose. Crushers is a pretty good one. Stompers. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Stompers. Okay, A St. Catherine Stompers. Well, A St. Catherine Stompers. Final answer. Okay. Now, the reason for multiple choice is even if you don't know the answer to the question, at least you've got a one in three chance. And um, your reasoning was good. You're uh -huh. correct about the Napa Valley Bigfoots being two on the nose. That one is actually not. Uh, that was not a, a team. Uh, okay. But the other two, the St. Catherine Stompers and the Sonoma County Crushers, were both teams. And I speak in the past tense because neither one is, is they were both um, independent minor league teams. And the correct answer is actually B, the Sonoma County Crushers, Crushers. who were they were one of the founding members of the now defunct independent Western Baseball League. And they had a mascot named Crusher, the abominable Sonoman. Now, get it? He's from uh, Sonoma, which makes him a Sonoman. He's the Sonoman. Uh, I like this a lot. I like this very much. And and in this case, he was a Sonoman with large feet. Uh, they were stained purple from, as you mentioned, the practice of crushing grapes with one's feet. 
Um, and the team's logo featured the letters SC for Sonoma County over yeah. Crusher's large purple footprint. So um, they did not have Crusher in any of their logos, just his footprint, but uh -huh. they did have a mascot that looked very much like a Sasquatch, pr pretty similar to Harry of Harry and the Hendersons, and uh, uh, with big purple feet. Um, the St. Catherine Stompers, their logo did feature a purse. It didn't feature a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch kind of character. It was just a winemaker with big purple feet um, in their logo and on their cap logo, um, which interestingly enough also had an SC for St. Catherine's. Um, and then there, there was currently, co coincidentally, there even though there's no longer the Sonoma County Crushers, there is currently a team, and I do not know the name of the league in which they play offhand, the Sonoma Stompers, so which doesn't have, interestingly, um, any depiction of anybody or anything stomping or crushing any grapes in it. They, it's Their logo is a, a roundel with a a field that looks like a, a, a you know wine country, I guess, um, in the background. So that's uh, the first ever Studio Simon Stumper about Stompers and Crush. <laughs> I think I think this uh, Studio Simon Stumpers is going to be a a rich vein for minor league baseball logo trivia, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, then I'm looking forward to next time. Um, when I will see you in my Studio Simon Stumper Corner. Studio Simon Stumper Corner. I like that. That's uh, we're gonna get you a, a sign made up for your uh, for your your studios there in Louisville, Kentucky. That says Studio Simon Stumper Corner. Uh, oh, and also, I think we should uh, keep keep uh, track of my record here. I guess I'm zero and one right now in uh, <laughs> Studio Simon Stumpers. Okay, I'll keep. Yes, I will keep a log. I okay, will. sounds good. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. Have a good one. Bye. Go! Go!